0: All right, we are back again and the Enter the Mystery podcast. I have a really special brother with me here tonight. It's been a while since we caught up, and I'm really grateful to have some time here tonight. Welcome on, Luke, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
1: Thanks so much, Cam. It's really an honor to be here with you. I'm super grateful for the invitation. Mm. Um, yeah, my name is Luke DiStefano, and... Uh, yeah, Cam. I guess we met a couple of years ago when you got in touch with me uh, about Cambo Frog mm-hmm. Medicine, and uh, so that's that's how we met. And I've been on that journey going on five years now. Um, came came to Cambo through through my work with ayahuasca um, on the receiving end of that medicine. And yeah, I've, I've kind of been on this journey of uh, seeking different ways of healing for for a number of years now, probably going on 12 years, mm. and uh, I suppose that started through frustration mm. um, of just the way that our healthcare system is set up and seeing people in my family and people who close to me uh, who are unwell, not able to get the, the healing that they needed, mm. and kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't need an explanation of how that, you know, that Western system Uh, fails us
0: yeah
1: but um yeah just I kind of saw enough of it and uh you know I'd always been interested in in the mystical and you know alternative healing and you know grew up reading you know fantasy novels and about wizards and magic and you know plant medicines and warlocks and all that kind of like Kind of through the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and you know all that good Mr. Miyagi and all that cool stuff, kind of like planted the seeds in me at a young age, and then you know, as I matured, spo- explored meditation and Qigong and uh, got into yoga and sort of Eastern philosophy, and that brought me out to Asia in about two thousand and seven um, and I found a teacher of the Buddhist the Mahayana Buddhist tradition went deep with him into meditation and Qigong for a number of years. And that brought me into Thailand where I studied Thai massage for a number of years. And that's, that's really where I started like committing myself to this path of healing. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I think what I was looking for was a silver bullet. I was looking for the kind of one cure all, uh, modality. And, uh, you know, through my years of practice and more learning, I started to kind of see that there really was no silver bullet. And, um, even, even in, even in terms of combo and like that medicine, like I, you know, I was one of those people who was like, everybody needs to drink ayahuasca. It's going to heal the world. And, and I, on many levels, I think that's probably true that it, you know, of course it brings really profound healing to so many people and combo as well. Um, but I think you know after after working especially with combo so intimately and with so many people, what I was seeing was that a lot of folks would come back again and again, and you know they would find temporary relief. Some people would come once and it was exactly what they needed, and I, I never see them again. They'd go on their way, and they were you know it, it, it served them uh, for what they needed at that time to like make the shifts that they were looking for. But a lot of folks, I would say most folks, would come back again and again without really breaking through and um, what i was noticing was that you know people were coming from unhealthy lifestyle unhealthy diet unhealthy relationships patterns uh you know karma ancestral baggage all all these things that kind of created this uh this impenetrable set of uh conditions that really needed something long-term and something much deeper than any sort of like topical medicine, you know, even even combo or even ayahuasca, it it really had to come from a, a holistic uh, perspective, addressing you know all the aspects from from diet to to exercise to you know your emotional health, your mental health, and all of it. So that brought me to where I am now, um, which you could call a, as an integrative health practitioner. So I've spent the last year or so training, um, in nutrition and diet and lifestyle, uh, you know, kind of the more of a holistic model. And so the way I, I work with people now is still, you know, still using combo and still using, you know, massage and all these modalities I picked up along the way, but working with people on a longer term, uh, you know, for, for months, you know, kind of like coaching people along, uh, You know, usually like a three month long process of, you know, making all the adjustments from all different angles to, to, Mm. you know, permanently or at least long term overcome uh, whatever they're dealing with health wise.
0: Mm. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's really inspiring when I first heard, you know, your travels to these different places. And I really like that you shared how you've kind of just picked up all these different tools on your tool belt now. That are kind of like coming together in the holistic health arena, um, and I feel like for me, Cambo has been one of the most powerful medicine teachers I've worked with, um, but not in a way that you know, in our Western mind, we kind of can come to these teachers looking for the fireworks or the visions or you know that other teachers can give. And if you'd like to maybe to just go into um, how Cambo has helped you heal uh, yourself and, you know, what goes into creating that connection with that spirit. Sure.
1: Yeah. When, um, when I was introduced to Cambo, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a testicular infection and I was ejaculating blood <laughs> and it just, it just so happened that uh, right at the time that I discovered this, this uh, infection there was a, a combo practitioner who was coming through to the retreat center where i was working down in costa rica and i had sort of heard about combo but didn't really know too much about it and i shared what was going on with me uh health wise with with a friend who was also living there and he was like hey man you just, sounds like combos uh going to be your ally for this thing and so i did some research about it and i actually Was under the misunderstanding that it was a a psychedelic medicine, um, which it is not. It's a very much an embodied physical experience that works on the. It works on a lot of different levels, but a lot of times people go for uh, like its immune boosting properties or to, yeah, to heal infections, um, things like that. So this guy was coming for a week, and so I committed to sit with Combo every day for a week. So I had uh, seven treatments back to back day two of the treatments, the infection was totally gone, which was pretty amazing. Uh, and then day three through seven, I just started feeling better and better and better, Mm. uh, especially on a, on an emotional level and on an energetic level, meaning having more energy, feeling more alive, more vital, feeling younger, stronger, uh, more positive. I was, um, you know, in my in my personal life at that time, I was going through a lot of struggles in my relationship and I was a little bit lost in my direction. I had been um, at this center working with ayahuasca pretty deeply, pretty consistently for about three years and it had, you know, brought me a lot of healing on a lot of levels, but I was, I was lost. I didn't really know where I was supposed to go. I wasn't really sure like what my purpose was. You know, As I kind of mentioned before, I was like studying these different modalities, but like didn't feel like I was in service the way that I wanted to be. And after that week with Combo, it was revealed to me through the grace of that medicine that it was time to pick up and move from that place. And so I did. So I came, that's when I came back to Rhode Island. And that's when I met you and met a lot of really beautiful people uh, in in New England, in my hometown. And, um, it kind of just picked up from there. And now, you know, combo for me is just such a, it's, it's like one of my closest friends and allies. And, um, you know, anytime I'm feeling like I need a little bit of a boost, if I feel like I'm getting ill or something, I I call on combo and it's always there and it always helps. But like you said, it's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not the be all end all, you know, we yeah. need to also make changes, you know, <laughs> we need to like commit to things we need to commit to, we need to like show up on our relationships the, the way we need to. And I think that um, something that I, that I noticed in myself and I noticed in a lot of my clients, especially in the West, I would say almost exclusively in the West is that we're, we're all looking for A quick fix Mm. you know we're all looking for that one thing that's gonna be the game changer you know and it's gonna change everything and like yes combo is a powerful medicine yes it it heals so many people um, on a certain level but at the end of the day it's like if we don't make changes to our lifestyle and our habits like we're just gonna end up back where we started and out of respect to this medicine you know this is not a um, an unlimited resource you know this medicine Mm. comes from a live animal And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at this, but, you know, it's a sacrifice. The the animals, the frogs aren't killed, but it's a sacrifice. You know, they they get pulled out of their environment. And I believe that it it could be a little bit stressful for them to give this medicine up. And of course, you know, when we collect the medicine, we do so with reverence and respect, but, you know, it is it is a sacrifice and I think, you know, even in with ayahuasca, all medicines, any anything that we're taking from the earth, if we just keep taking and keep taking and keep taking yeah. without you know, the the goal is to get to a point where we don't need to keep taking, right? Like we mm-hmm. want to get to a point where we're we're solid and we only take what we need when we need it. And I think it's um it's it's something that's endemic to the West of just like, Oh, I'll just keep taking medicine, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like doesn't matter, i I'll, I'll I'll just go back to the same old shit and, you know just I'll just take my medicine I'll be fine Yep. so that's that's something that uh, I've been working on in myself and I want to empower the people I'm working with to to change as well
0: Mm. yeah I hear that deeply and I've noticed like earlier on in my path of kind of like wearing these experiences as a part of my ego and just like yeah people about how many grams of mushrooms I've taken or you know just seeing in the mainstream culture how we can kind of attach to these and then it's you know immediately there's a, there's a shadow side to all of these things that absolutely brought up uh you know and i can certainly see it here with like i'm in the state of colorado and you know marijuana is legalized here and you hear so much in the conscious community of how it connects you to your imagination and this and that and like yeah. I've found recently that I've had to let it go and that it, you know, yeah. can lead me astray because it's, you know, it brought up a certain part of me that I feel like needs to be healed soberly and yeah. unconsciousness and, you know, it's respecting people who do work with certain teachers, but, you know, knowing, uh, knowing what really is, and needs to be worked with at a certain like space in your journey you know yep not not always just like thinking changing our thinking from recreational to ceremonial exactly yeah it's all about right
1: relationship right like you know people know how to speak up some of them you know but plants (laughs) and frogs and you know whatever whatever medicines come out of the earth like you gotta listen. You gotta listen very carefully, and you know, yeah, you gotta sensitize yourself to know when when enough is enough. Because it's very easy to just keep consuming or consumer culture.
0: Yeah. Um. So transitioning into, you know, after people have gone through these experiences and they're sort of like shown the door, or you know, they're throwing up and they're purging from cambo and it's really giving it that manifestation that, you know, okay, something is being worked on here. You know, when the, the rubber hits the road as far as like health practices, what do you feel like people can, you know, integrate into their lives as far as, you know, trying to live an embodied lifestyle in the day-to-day life? Man, that's a good question. I, you know, it's
1: I think it's individual for everyone, but, um I think what you put in your body and around your body is a good place to start. Mm. You know, just getting getting on a clean diet, and you know that can look different for different people. But generally, I think people should eat more plants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, less sugar, less processed yeah. food, more plants. I think is a good start. I think um, slowing down is a good start. You know, mm. we our society is like pretty pedal to the metal. I think it's a good discipline to take time out of each day to, to be still and to listen, you know, outside if you can, or set up an altar in the home is something I try to encourage a lot of people to do, just like a place to kind of connect back to yourself and connect to source or connect to spirit or whatever higher power you believe in. Or if you don't believe in a higher power yourself, you know, mm. whatever, whatever is uh, in your heart. Yeah. I think, I think those two things, um, can be hugely transformational it's it's you know especially taking the time like i feel like i feel like the diet piece is easier for people to grasp because it's like you can you can write it down and you can like materialize it you can you can like write a recipe you can write a um, a meal plan and be like all right i'm just going to eat these things and it's like Mm. concrete but i feel like the stress piece and the you know just the the recalibration of the nervous system. I feel like that's the part that a lot of people uh, struggle with because th- we don't have very many models for that in our society. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't, s- if you don't see people around you d- doing those things, of just like mm-hmm. just sitting, whether it's, whether you want to call it meditation or mm-hmm. having some kind of practice of slowing down and listening yeah. and, and really, it's really about like sensitizing yourself so you can, so you're aware it's like it's mm. expanding our awareness you know and i feel like that takes on a mystical quality that it doesn't need to like there's nothing yeah. there's nothing mystical about it it's just just slow the fuck down yeah. you know just sit sit down listen you know like it happens on its own mm. um i feel like that's a huge one and uh, just just getting to because once you know what i've what i've picked up in the last year my training uh, integrative health program is like the impact of stress on everything else is, is mm. tremendous. It's tremendous. It, it affects everything. It affects everything from your digestion to your, your hormones, to your sleep, to ev- it's everything. Mm. I feel like if we can develop practices to decrease stress mm. and, you know, improve diet where that's like, that's it. That's, mm. the, I feel like that's such I an, an, I don't want to say an easy win, but it's a big step. Get, mm. if people can get those two things going, it's a
0: huge step mm. forward.
1: There's yeah, a lot like about.
0: Mm. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I like that you're hitting on stress because it just really makes me reflect on how this whole journey of you know awakening is really just a remembering, and it's so much of going back to what we've lost. And yeah, I see this like form of stress that we have now as very much a new phenomenon. And yeah. What would you uh, say to, you know, just the lifestyle of indigenous cultures and how, you know, the form of stress that we have now is really foreign to them. And it's just, it's a different way of relating to the world. And it's not that they're comfortable by any means. It's it's being tested every day, but they know that that's what they have to do. They're not wishing it was different. Yeah. most the manifestation of stress is you're kind of you're going against the grain of what is you know so yeah
1: like yeah yeah man that's that's a that's a huge point it's like it's like it's like yeah how to, how to put that it's like the existential stress that we as westerners have of mm. um this it's, it's like this baseline fear where we're like never really resting and we're never really like active we're like in this like middle space whereas i feel like people who've had a continuum of indigenous tradition like when there's fear it's fear of something that's real you know Mm -hmm. it's like fear of something that they can see it's like concrete you know and and when it's time to rest they sleep like babies you Mm -hmm. know and when it's time to activate they activate Mm -hmm. and um yeah i feel like we don't we we've got it almost too good in our society where we don't really have like we're too comfortable Mm. and we don't really have any like actual physical threats you Mm. know like we're pretty we live in these pretty cushy lives so you know we're designed to react to fear but if there's nothing threatening us we create fear we create fear Mm. and these sort of like existential anxieties about whatever it is, we mm-hmm. we'll, if we don't have one, we'll make one up, you know, whether it's yeah. like, whether it's, uh, you know, you want to project it on, you know, whatever politicians you don't agree with or mm-hmm. whatever people live on the other side of the tracks or whatever it is. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something to get anxious about for sure. Mm. Um, and that, that's something I've been thinking about a lot of like, you know, this, we have, two branches of our nervous system one of them we have a couple but like we have our parasympathetic nervous system and the Mm -hmm. sympathetic nervous system i don't know if you have you like explored into
0: that at all much yeah the parasympathetic being the more rest and repair that gives us that you know exactly yeah so the way
1: that we grew up in the west is like kind of in the middle of both of those all the time Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: never really fully engaging one or the other you know, and so what I've been doing for myself, and what I've been uh, doing some more research on, which I think is fascinating, is going intentionally into the sympathetic nervous system through things like breath work, mm. and like activating the sympathetic nervous system by like kind of intentionally stressing out the body, but you're doing it intentionally. That's the key. Mm. Like you're taking control over it. Be like you're activating this part of your nervous system that's you know your fight or flight part mm-hmm. but you're doing it with control and you're doing it intentionally mm. and that teaches the brain that like all right we're in control mm. and then when it's time to rest you rest and you go you kind of go back and forth between the two i've been studying um tummo breathing and um mm. uh, wim Hof kind of simplifies it in a really mm. beautiful way it's like you, yeah. you do this really activating breath work and then you meditate and you rest mm. and then you do this really active breath work and then you rest and you kind of you're tonifying the two branches of the nervous system so that they're, they're more distinct and that, mm. you know, when it's time to rest at night, you rest. And I've been, you know, mm. I've, I've noticed a big difference in myself, especially when I was back in the, the States and I was doing more of the cold water therapy too. Yep. Like this shit, this shit works. <laughs> it Absolutely really does. Yeah. There's, there's really something to it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like, when I was in Thailand, I got to spend some time with uh, these people called the Lahu. They're a tribe up in the up in the north, and I know there's a lot of people who live in a similar way around the world, but they they just happen to be the people that I I was blessed enough to spend some time with and just kind of see how they live.
0: Yeah,
1: and they don't they don't stress out, man. They don't worry mm. about shit. Like doesn't they have problems? But they're like actual problems that are like they can see them you know they don't have there's they're coming like these problems are coming like uh, you know they're being kind of more and more influenced by what you know Thai culture which is being influenced by western culture so it's like Mm. television is coming in now they're starting to have these like a little bit more like materialistic anxieties they're starting to like put on face whitening creams and shit like that Mm. which is it's sad to see but it's very interesting to see the transition of the, the elders in those communities who mm. sleep well, work hard and live a long life, you know, mm. and, and, they, and you're seeing like the younger kids who are like, you know, worried about what's going on on their Facebook and they got mm. phones now. And it's, it's, it's really fascinating to see, you know, the two aspects of one culture living side by side. It's like, mm. you can see a very clear influence from the West.
0: Mm. I feel like uh, what you hit on with the parasympathetic and the sympathetic is like in the spiritual community, people can tend to like demonize uh, instincts and like, it's all about kind of just moving beyond them. And I feel like what you said of just like taking that instinct of the fight or flight, that's a part of our being and then higher awareness to It's really like um, I heard this example of like, if all the Greek gods are kind of like in a room and they're just talking about how you got Aries over here and they all just want to direct their current a certain way, like Zeus the king is meant to come in and kind of like direct them and say, like, not put them out, but say, hey, like we have a higher aim here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just brings up for me how much in the the medicine wheel, like the south direction for our psyche is really like that wild, indigenous one. And I see it as like really deep instinctual and intuitive intelligence and kind of what we're lacking is like these people are just so immersed in their ecosystems that it's like it's just it's just their second nature you know they're so connected with where they're getting their food and the woman everything they're making is from the environment you know and yeah 're in uh, Mexico now, if you'd like to just share maybe like what you've seen in in the people there
1: yeah, yeah the people here are incredible man they um we're in Oaxaca City right now and i'm I'm still a baby really when it comes to understanding this culture we've got we got here like two weeks ago, but what i've noticed so far is that there's a strong continuum in the people here mm-hmm. who have you know been carrying wisdom back from their ancestors that was you know mm. we were kind of talking about it before we got on the call, but like it's it hasn't been broken you know they it's a colonized country they've 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 seen their share of uh of trouble from from elsewhere but here in Oaxaca it seems like it's in many ways been unbroken mm. and um i've been i've been receiving healing from this woman who uh, has been doing these beautiful like healings on me with roses Been using roses to do these limpias with me. And it's, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, man. It's like, it's so beautiful how she works and it's so simple. And this is something she carried from her grandma, you know, and this is, this is the way that her grandma used to work on her, you know, when she was, you know, feeling, I, I went to her because I was, experiencing a lot of uh, tightness in and around my solar plexus, which was from stress from the last couple of years of running this business back in the States. I was running a farm, as you know, which is an incredibly stressful endeavor. And a a lot of that stress just got compacted and kind of turned into this big knot in my stomach. Mm -hmm. So I went to her for this and um, she, uh, she told me to come three times. The first time I went, as soon as I sat down, she put these roses in my hand. I just she didn't even say anything. I just started crying like a baby, <laughs> and she worked on me for maybe half an hour. And uh, luckily, my Spanish is just good enough to like under. I probably could understand maybe like ninety percent of what she was saying. I like could get the gist, but it was just it was about letting go, you know. And it's about like mm-hmm. giving your your sorrows over to the roses and like letting them letting the energy of these plants like come into you and receive it for you and after the session i i mean i, I felt great because i'd been bawling my eyes out <laughs> which always <laughs> feels good and then today i went back for my second session and I, like, forgot why, why I was there. I, like, walked in. I, like, kind of, like, skipped in the door. I was like, hey, good to mm-hmm. see you. She's like, how are you feeling? I was like, I don't even feel that not anymore. Like, I just, like, totally forgot about it. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like magic. It didn't feel like a miracle. It, was, it, it felt like I had just let it go, you know? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're allowed to do that, you know? We just sometimes need permission, and I feel like, these a lot of these traditions it's not about it's not hocus pocus and it's not you know it's I don't know I I guess you could frame it in a lot of different ways but the way that I understand it it's just about permission it's about Mm -hmm. being in a space and connect and, and having a plant as an ally and a friend that doesn't come in with you know she's not like it's so unpart- it's so humble, the way these people work, or the, the way that this woman was working. So humble, and just so pure. And I think we we over-romanticize these traditions so much in the West, because we're yeah. so unfamiliar yeah. with them, you know? But the way that they work here is just it's just fact of life. It's like, she, she worked on me like she was cooking breakfast. You know? It was just like so second nature, so easy, you know? So natural. And it was just really humbling for me because i i feel like you know when i when i got onto the path of of plant medicine and all this stuff like i wanted to see the magic and i wa- i wanted to see the hocus pocus you know mm-hmm. and i was fascinated by that and enamored by that but you know seeing people like this work is just it's so down to earth you know and it's just having a connection to the plant knowing what plant to use you know because all these plants like us have different personalities and different strengths and different uh different energies Mm. just knowing which ones to use, how to work with them, how to talk to them, you know, yeah. and it's just uh, just a matter of communication and, and willingness. Mm. But I'm looking forward to, uh, as I was telling you, next week we're going uh, to do some Temescal, which I'm really looking forward to. I've sat in some sweat lodges before, but never with people who have carried it from their ancestors. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, like, seeing how they do it. And, and chances are, it's going to be a lot more like down to earth. <laughs> like, I sat in the sweat lodge with one dude, who, uh, actually a couple, a couple guys who had like carried it, who were like uh, Native Americans who carried it, you know, in their traditions. And it's just, yeah, I just have to laugh sometimes because I've, I've sat with, you know, U- European descended people who have like kind of adopted these traditions and do it really well, do a beautiful job. But there's always a little bit more like, performative aspect to it yeah. you know what i mean it's always yeah. like okay this is what we do now and now we you know now i burn this plant that i didn't know about until five years ago you know and just to see people working with these things that they grew up with you know that were like yeah. in their life they were like playing with them when they were babies you know they, mm-hmm. they were smelling copal in there when yeah. they were babies, you know it's just it's just natural
0: hmm. i can remember that brother um out at the unifier festival he was saying that he was a Navajo man and he was running the sweat and he was saying that his parents are putting him in sweat since he's been five years old. Ashki. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, that
1: <laughs> exactly. And yeah, you feel that I don't know if you've sat in other sweat lodges, but if you if you sit in his, you're like, this is the real deal. You know, this is the real yeah. deal. It's not
0: a performance. Mm. It's not a performance. Mm. I feel like there's um, in my few experiences just at that festival out in Western mass with sweat is that, you just, you can't bullshit, like, you you know, just everything, and it's like, you have to face the fire of the creator, you know, walking in, everything is symbolic with, you know, just kind of tying in how these indigenous people think is, you know, they're realizing that their ritual is really speaking that symbolic language with spirit. So you're getting on your hands and knees and you're crawling in and you're being humble. This is the womb of the, you know, and you're around the the fire, and it's just smoldering hot, sweating out everything that's, yep, I know of, like you said, yeah,
1: yeah, I love that. I remember being in a sweat. Um, I think it might have been with Ashki the year before, and I was asking him about you know why he does a certain thing a certain way, and you know on one level there's an explanation because like you were saying, like there's kind of like the 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 symbolic language, hmm. but the other side of that coin is like, this is just the way we do it. Mm. This is just the way, this is the way we've been doing it forever. So this is just the way we do it, you know? Mm. And, um, what I'd like to connect to as a, a European descended person is like the way my ancestors used to do it, you know, because coming from a Celtic lineage, mostly Scottish lineage, like I, I know that there was deep magic out there and there, mm. and there still is, but that line has been, uh, that line has been that path has been cut in many ways like we really have to find it like within ourselves it's something that we have to connect to like on a on a genetic level you know unfortunately like a lot of those ways have been lost and it's it's sad but you know i think the time for us now as as western people is to start start awakening those things and and also not being afraid to start creating our own ways and our new ways of working with things that that feel real to us you know that don't that you know we're all children of mother earth and of of spirit so we all i feel like we all have permission to to borrow a little bit but it's a slippery slope because it can easily turn into um you know kind of co-opting and appropriation it's a it's a, it's yeah. an interesting line. I don't really know like how to navigate it well, so I I kind of just mm. take my hands off. I mean, obviously, you know, working with combo is indigenous to the Amazon. There's 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 some appropriation there. You know, there's mm-hmm. some there's some co opting there. Like, there's no Celtic traditions of combo. You know, we had yeah. probably other medicines, but um, it's an interesting line to walk to connect with a medicine that's totally. Yeah. From some, another continent altogether, yeah. but at the same time, like we're we're all indigenous to this planet, you know. And I know that yeah. a lot of people say that's kind of a cop out, but it's true. <laughs> it's just, yeah. we're all indigenous to here, you know. And I feel yeah. like we all, if we uh, if we come in a good way and we come in with respect and, and with awareness that these things are are sensitive and are not mm. infinite resources, and yeah. then it's okay to uh,
0: you know, to to, to share. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, the slippery slope comes in with, like, the shadow side of making it a commodity rather than yeah. immersing yourself and, you know, practicing it with the same intention and the same heart of the people that created the tradition. And I know I've heard from some people there was this, like, gathering in the Amazon they do every year of all these, like, tribal leaders of the Yawanawa and, and stuff, and they welcome in outsiders and yeah. Chill from i think um like somewhere in america and she said the elders was just bawling his eyes out watching her like be in the rituals with them and it, uh, no like ayahuasca or anything it was just tobacco and pretty much just like prayer and, and ceremony. yeah yeah uh, he was crying saying wow you know it really is amazing to see how far you've come here to remember and remember my way and my own like grandkids don't even care about my way.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: In way like it just for me like that's the other side of the coin is that I feel like there is this like there is this calling for, you know, us from the Western world to really like integrate their ways but sort of recapitulate it for our era, you know, not just kind of copy and paste it, but weave it into It birth a new form from
1: it yeah dude that's so beautiful there's a there's a woman named Julie Woods who uh I think she was actually she might have been at Unified I don't know if you remember it's amazing amazing human being and uh she's, she's I encourage you to check her out she's got a Facebook page and she makes mm-hmm. she posts a lot of videos and stuff and she just she speaks the truth man and she was talking about this appropriation piece and she was like you know if people don't if p- if people don't like try to share these things mm-hmm. they're going to get lost a lot of these things are just going to disappear you know she's like i would rather have some white girl from california burning sage and like trying to call in the directions because she feels that's a, a meaningful way mm-hmm. to open whatever ceremony she feels like is appropriate for her to call in than not and have that tradition be totally lost you know and i i that that was like a a, a, a profound moment for me to hear her say that i was like huh because i i've i've been on the other side of that judgment before you know on the appropriation piece and you know probably because i judge myself a little bit yeah. as, as being someone who who you know has been lucky enough to to travel to all these different places but yeah. you know in it's kind of like I'm trying to find my own identity as a white person who's like practicing like Thai and Brazilian and, you know, Eastern Asian traditions all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of like, who am I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, burn, burn and my Paul and, you know, all these different things. And it's just like, I've been able to, I, I find these things personally meaningful for me, but uh, you know, I have my moments of of doubt just like anyone else I'm just like where are my where are like my indigenous traditions like where are my roots and you know that's something to explore
0: yeah yeah I feel like it's kind of part of the collective conversation over the past year with just you know the conversation of racism and just like there's this also slippery slope between recognizing our colonial ancestors and what they've done to indigenous but all also- yeah. Like putting wearing it as like a burden on yourself, and then yeah, feel like part of it is kind of systematic to really like dissect you from your ancestral lineage and to not like yeah. look into the Druid uh, traditions and these, yeah, have serious systems of initiation for thousands of years. And if we're so guilty about you know our own like prejudice as a human, then we're just gonna look at all of our past ancestors as you know oh they're all you know kind of devilish but it's just yeah. far from the truth you know
1: yeah it's like that expression to hurt people hurt people
0: mm.
1: you know it's like it's so easy to to demonize um colonial colonialists you know because i i'm not a history expert i i i you know i know next to nothing of of yeah. how we all got here and how the story really unfolded i wasn't there no yeah. one i know was there like we have written history we have verbal history but like you know we know that european settlers came over and you know a lot of them did some pretty fucked up things what happened to them to make them come over here, you know? What happened to their ancestors? What happened to their ancestors' ancestors, you know? Yep. This shit goes way, way, way back. And it's it's mm. so easy to point the fingers just uh, to the people that we can see inside the frame of history that we've been given. Yeah. But the story is much much bigger than that. And mm. it's, it's sad to mm. see, you know, I, I feel like anytime we we create a polarity of like, you know, these are the good guys and these are the bad guys, like we're, we're lost before we can even, we yep. can't even talk about a solution if we're going to approach it like that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: But it's just it's hard cuz there's so there's so much trauma, you know. It's like yep. it's it's a lot. Where do we where do we even begin? that's kind of like something I've been thinking about a lot um, these days, you know, like why am I putting like when I look at what people are doing in the world of social activism and fighting for um, social justice and equality and all this stuff i'm here like working on people's gut health you know i'm like mm-hmm. how is this relevant you know and i
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've been i've been thinking about that a lot you know and what i want to empower people with is like heal yourself you know work mm-hmm. on work on you like get yourself in a good way so you wake up in the morning feeling positive about the fact that you're even alive today mm-hmm. and then help people you know and then go out and like try to help the next person take take whatever i've been able to accumulate and share with you and, mm. and share it with the next person you know and that that's mm. you know we've all got our ways of being in service you've got your way you know everybody's got their own way and we can't all be uh you know social justice warriors that look the same you know yeah. it's like but I, but I feel like we can all be fighting for social justice and truth in our own way it just uh you know it all looks a little different but i think intention is the key
0: yeah. Yeah. I see it so much as also of just like the way that you live your life, you know, every word you say, every action you're doing and like, what are you doing behind closed doors is always a saying that like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not always about what you're presenting to the world that you're doing and all power to people that are involved in, you know, those kind of movements. But like, I've found more in myself that it's like, it's not selfish to work on myself because if I am empowering myself, then it's going to birth something in me. That's like sending out ripples to people. hundred percent. Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I look at a lot of people who are out there fighting for social justice and I just, I, I just see more hate really, you know, not everybody, of course, but like I see, you know, it's it's very unpopular to say that there are people who are um, you know I'm, I'm a left-leaning person politically as as you are probably but i see a lot of people who probably vote the same way i do who i i don't agree with yeah. in, in the way that they're in the way that they're approaching the situation i get that people are angry you know yeah. and i i get that anger begets violence but it's just like hey man like you're you're not you're not helping you're actually making it worse
0: yeah
1: um but you know i have to own my own ignorance too maybe 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 the way forward is to burn the whole shit down and start over i don't know i just i don't feel like it is for me personally like i feel like there's a better way Mm. so that's you know i'm trying to focus on what feels like the better way for me which is uh, a quieter Mm. way you know Mm. just like a more peaceful way, but yeah, it's, it's hard, man. It's, yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody's really got the answer these days. Yeah. I've like always found, what were you we going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, there's just a lot of confusion, just a lot of rage, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's also this kind of, and I've been there too and I'm working through it. I'm just like the self responsibility in the collective is like, we're kind of turning towards control systems too much rather than, you know, it kind of gives it power by solidifying it and continuously putting out those actions to go against it. It actually is kind of strengthening it. It's like yeah, yeah. thought form around it. And I've always been about build it and they will come. Let's yeah. shifting that conversation into rather than protests or debates, like growing your own food. Um, yeah, and off the land, freaking yeah. You know, getting back into the community stuff like that is to me what the real solution is yeah i would agree with that
1: i would agree with that and, and i've i've talked to a lot of folks who disagree with that um and who knows but that's you know that's what i'm willing to put my my energy into i feel like deinvesting in the system is an interesting idea you know the system seems to really love money and mm-hmm. the people in power seem to really love money so it's like vote with your money, you know, mm-hmm. what are you spending your money on? Like, what are we, what are we investing into? Is like, I, you know, I have to buy petroleum to put in my vehicle. So I've got some, I got blood on my hands too, you know, but I, I think it's an interesting way to think about it. It was like, all right, so what happens if everyone just, stops paying like stops buying into these things like that you know and then you could look at you could look at the other side of the argument be like well then you'd crash the economy and lots of people would be out of work and blah 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 so yeah i don't think i don't think there's an easy solution but i think that um something's got to break in order for us to to move forward you know and i i I think that uh mother nature is a pretty good teacher and I would say people were doing all right before the Industrial Revolution. Maybe life wasn't as like easy in certain ways or as comfortable. Yeah. But I think uh, <laughs> I sat. I was in ceremony with this guy, and he said that the downfall of civilization started with the electric toaster. He's like, as soon as people got so fucking lazy, they couldn't make their own toast over fire. He's like, that was it. He was like, it was all. There, <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, it's got a good point, you know it's like we just we keep making things to make our lives uh, like not even easier but just to to create more time to work on it's like this weird maniacal hamster wheel that we've gotten ourselves on Where it's like i don't have time to grow my own food so you know it's like well why don't you have time to grow Mm -hmm. your own food shouldn't that Mm -hmm. be the most important thing like your nourishment in your home yeah it's like i gotta go to work so i can buy food yeah like, it's a weird situation we've got ourselves into
0: yeah i see it a lot as like the subconscious programming around like time being money and like yeah to shift our thinking into kind of that underground sort of economy that i'm sure you're seeing in mexico that it's uh you know bartering and growing food and sharing it in the community or sharing a service and i've just been sitting on that a little bit of like envisioning what i would want You know, I don't think it's for everyone to get into community. I think some people need this the system in some weird way, like one man's trash is another man's treasure type of deal. So, I don't think we so much need to be thinking about oh, one system that's going to work for everyone. Like we're all in different pockets of the earth here. You know, might be hard to tell the Inuits up in the Arctic to grow their own fruit and stuff. Right. It's just really like adapting solutions you know for our specific area and yeah you know
1: yeah i think that's i think you're right on the money no pun intended mm. but yeah de- decentralizing yeah it's like more smaller communities you know more self-sustaining communities that don't have to answer to one big power and i I feel like that's where a lot of people in power are pushing us you know the people mm. who are in power they don't want to give power up they want more power yeah you know, and it's it's you can kind of see it heading in that direction. And I don't want to get like too far down the rabbit hole of uh, you know these conspiracy theories, but I think there's some truth in it that you know the yeah. people who you know um, the people who are in power want more power. You know, yeah. those are the banks and the you know the, the people who own billion dollar businesses are are making more money while everyone else is struggling. You know. Yeah. And I could, I could see how it could easily turn into like a, you know, one world government, one world currency situation where yeah. you've got this like very small group of people that run everything and,
0: yeah.
1: you know, a lot of people might be totally okay with that. You know, they got big daddy taking care of everything, you know, yeah. food comes delivered to your door, you got cable TV, air conditioning, yeah. everything's good, you know, um, but that's, that's not a world that I want to live in, man. Mm. Yeah,
0: I hear that. I,
1: th- I, have a, I have a feeling I had this dream not too long ago that uh, humanity kind of split and you know there's going to be half I don't know if it's half but like one faction of humanity kind of goes deeper into the direction that we're going into this like hyper technological yeah. sort of commerce driven technology driven automated smart autonomous thieves, world. internet of yeah. things. Yep. yep like super like you know, humans integrated with technology, with like neural links, and just like boom, fully plugged in. And then a whole other population of people who are just completely unplugged, who just kind of, you know, go back to farming and, yeah, you know, uh barter economies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that as a potential reality because it it's it's kind of already happening. You see a lot of people yeah. who are like, "Wait, this is crazy. Why why, why are we not growing food?" You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause you can almost see how they could play that card of, um, Oh, you want to go into whole foods? Like you don't have your chip in, you know? Yeah. And to me, it's, um, it's just like embracing that because I feel like all this unconsciousness is just like directing me more towards where I need to be. It's not like wishing it was different, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like noticing what, what's already here. And it's, it's funny. Like, how words like alternative lifestyle have kind of become part of the vernacular when it's like, well, mm-hmm. like what, what is this alternative to? Like, we're just, mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to put it into words. It's like, like, cou- like the like,
0: counterculture, like, isn't it? Yeah. Counterculture yeah. is actual culture and what we <laughs> yeah. just fucked up in insanity. Yeah. It's like living in harmony with the
1: natural energies and the natural rhythms you, you know utilizing the land using like human genius and the mm. genius of nature to like come together to create abundance mm. and harmonious living that is now the counterculture. so it's just it's yeah. really interesting mm. yeah i feel like it's it, like alternative alternative medicine it's like
0: mm. al- you mean medicine mm. <laughs> yeah um to hit on maybe uh finishing thoughts here what you're feeling you know just like gratitude for in this time like pretty exciting time to be alive you know yeah man. just
1: what you're feeling with that just in in terms of what's going on globally and culturally
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm super grateful to be uh i feel like we've got front row tickets to the craziest show on earth um it's, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, keep my fear in check on a daily basis when I, you know, I, I, I try not to do indulge too much into the news, but I do like to be aware of what's going on. Um, I feel like we're we're witnessing a, a massive, massive global awakening, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I've never, I mean, yeah, obviously I've never seen, I'm, I'm, I haven't been alive that long, not even 40, but... Even um, the way that technology has has connected us all has, I feel has like greatly facilitated this awakening. It's like been this like sort of expedient. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of hope actually for the future. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're on, we're sort of like on this precipice. It's like, we're in this like make or break time. And I'm grateful to be, you know, with you and part of this generation that I feel like our descendants are gonna look back on as the people who made the shift, you know? Mm. The people who were able to kind of like nudge the battleship just far enough to where we didn't fall off the cliff. And I feel like that's that's where we're at. We're at this like pivotal time in history where it's like everything matters and like people are uh, becoming aware of that and they're coming together. It's It's pretty beautiful to see. And we're, and we're making mistakes and we're learning and we're forgiving and, you know, it's just, it's all of it. It's like, I, I can't imagine. Uh, I, I don't even know. It's, I'm kind of beyond words with it. You know what I'm saying though. It's yeah, just, it's I, all like the most terrifying and beautiful time that I can even imagine possible.
0: I found it so beautiful to just watch how all this shit that's just been stuffed down in the collective's unconsciousness is just finally like, on a platter for everyone to look at now yeah yeah so many people catching on to the fucking manipulation and corruption and exactly it's very quick that you can just take that lens into oh so if they're lying about all this then what's the truth and yeah the spirit comes in of you know people are going to start getting in touch with their energies and you know that sovereignty you know yeah
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like things have to get really bad before they get better.
0: Hmm.
1: Because, you know, I think before that happens, you're just comfortable. And you're just like, eh, I'm okay. You know, like people have to like, and I feel like, uh, you know, everything with this virus and the last four years politically has just pushed people into such an uncomfortable place where they've just had enough. And they're like, what the fuck is going on here, actually? Yeah, You know, like people are starting to ask a lot more questions and they're starting to look around and they're starting to research and, you know, starting to educate themselves and they're taking, taking accountability for their experience. That's, that's what we need. You know, it's like, we've been in this sort of like this kind of, I don't know. I feel like culture has been in this sort of like this dull murmur for Mm -hmm. 20 years where it's just like the, like nothing's really happened. Like, you know, we just, it's like, so easy to be apathetic because you got got your needs met now it's like oh shit like yeah it's it's getting real now Yeah, you know what are you fighting for like what what is your cause like what are you gonna do like how are you participating in this
0: yeah i feel like it's it's so much like we're rediscovering direction again we've been like we gave the ship over, and somebody's at the helm, and they're just shit face, not even knowing where they're steering. <laughs> we're getting off the boat, we're making our own ship, and we're actually gonna watch where we're steering here, you know we got our
1: yeah yeah
0: goal, you know our what's our ideal as a you know sovereign being and as a collective, and I feel like we've been out of touch with that for a while, and it's amazing to see people you know getting back in touch with that space again,
1: yeah, it really is it really is there's, there's there's way more of us out there than i think we ever realized mm. sure. and it's cool to like I, you know i i believe that any any bridge can be gaps whether it's political cultural mm. whatever it is like any human can connect with another human being if they if they come from the heart you know yeah. i feel like all this hype in the media it's like people aren't buying it anymore you know, hmm. I, be, I feel like we're we're probably, if I had to make a prediction, I feel like we're probably going to see maybe a few more months of, uh, you know, unrest and conflicts. But, you know, it's got to end at some point. You know, the people yeah. are eventually going to be like, what the fuck are we fighting about? You know, yeah. we're just destroying our communities for what? You know, because the media has told us that those people are the enemy.
0: Yeah.
1: So. I think uh, people are starting to realize that the emperor's got no pants on. As they oh, say. yeah.
0: For sure, brother. Um, Amen. Yeah, this has been such an awesome conversation and I feel like it's been so long since we've been able to chat, brother, and just, uh, just hearing your words and being able to see you and connect with you tonight has been awesome. And I'm really grateful to have met you in my life, brother. It's such an important time. Gone through my healing work with you. I think it was... I drove out three days in a row, or something, out to Rhode yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, that was fun to stay with me, brother.
1: Yeah, brother, I appreciate you so much too, man. It's so good to reconnect with you, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm super happy for you and Abby being out there and doing your thing. You look good, you sound good, and you're mm. obviously well on your way.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, have a good rest of your night.
1: You too, man. Take care.